All right, all right, all right. Here we are. Episode number 10 of the ADHD Chronicles. We are here. And it's been great. This is well over a month now of episodes. Stuff has been flowing pretty good. No real problems in the casa or the, the not really home, but the, the, the flow here. Uh, I haven't had really any delays in episodes, so that's really good. Um, this is that's really good for starting up. Consistent releases have been happening. That's great. Uh, the content has been, in my eyes, okay. Um, it's content, so it's there. And you know, I kind of get frustrated with companies that want to change up the laptop chargers. You know, been dealing with that for a couple days now. Not necessarily me, but I've I've been dealing. I've been helping somebody who is dealing with a problem with their laptop charger. They got to get a new one, but the company who makes their laptop, I won't name it because they are uh, they are not a good company for laptops anymore to me. They made this charger specially for this particular laptop and it isn't a typical you know circular port so you can't get an adapter for it so you got to get a whole new charger well we can't find any new chargers this laptop has all of the legal documents and other said documents uh, for a, a, a business let's, let's go let's just say a business and can't find the, the charger, so we can't open the laptop. Well, we had everything on a different laptop. Well, that one's locked, you know. Russian hackers got to it. It's crazy. And we tried to prevent, or we tried to uh, block the Russian hackers, and, you know, it's just not working. So... It's not not good, okay? And it's possible that I could take apart the computer, get the hard drive, and put it into a different computer in order to get the files. They're not gone. They're still there, as far as we know. But it has been a pain dealing with all this stuff. Big headache. That is one thing that I do like about having backups. Backups in USB, backups on phones, backups on laptops, iPads, all of the devices. Okay. You take one, there's still 10 copies, you know. That's good. That's really good. And I like having paper copies of stuff too, because I like to be able to see stuff. A lot of people are like, oh, well, why, why, why wouldn't you just put it in your calendar and your phone? Why wouldn't you just put that in your notes on your phone? It's like, yeah, but I like paper. I like it when I can have the paper in my hand, you know, most of the time. It's a good way to visualize, and it puts it on paper. You know, in my eyes, when you have something on paper, it's and it's not necessarily more real because, you know, you could have whatever you want on the paper, but it just makes it easier to visualize in my brain. Which is weird, but it's just an easy way to go at it. Now, that doesn't mean I look down on using my phone or computer for notes, because I do that all the time. I take notes on my computer all the time. I've got about 60 documents here recently of random notes that I've taken. 
of things that got out, or 60 pages, really. Which reminds me, I mean, my book, uh, again, we're going, I'll go into the new title, maybe, in a little bit later, uh, which it will, it won't make sense right now, so I probably will wait to announce it, but, uh, for a later episode, but, you know, I've been working on the chapters of, what was it, what was I working on to, today? I was working on the chapter of business and how to either acquire or build a business really well. So that's what I've been working on here for the past, uh, I guess, day or two. And this is a pretty long chapter, and it's good. There's a lot of resources, a lot of things that you can pull from it and apply in real life, which is I definitely think is the strongest thing about this book is as a young person, you know, if you as a young person want to build a, a large amount of wealth, not quickly. This is not a, a get-rich-quick method. It's really not. It's it's teaching wealth-building skills. So if you want to build wealth with real estate or loans, or uh, and loans, I mean good loans and good debt, not bad debt, which I go into that difference in the book, too. Um, so it really it shows these methods that you can do so you can retire and you can get your house and you can get your your retirement plan on check and you can get your education covered and you can get your business built it really just shows you this is possible and that's one of the first things you got to start thinking this is 100% possible if you want to go take a five million dollar loan and purchase a uh, I don't know a, a, a fabrication shop whatever you want to go get uh, a metal working factory go for it man there is nothing holding you back um one of the biggest prohibitors that people think that we have at a young age is that we are young but if you're over 18 it's not a prohibitor if you're under 18 there are ways around it and i do go into that in the book it's been a, tr a struggle for me so it's definitely something i want to address um in the book in at least a a chapter long uh, scenario of just different outcomes and different examples you can take and use in your own life but if you're over 18 everything is pretty much open to you and you need to open your eyes to that as I'm young I'm in this world I can go make a million dollars this is not that hard um, because it's really not if you want to build your net worth to a million dollars it's not that hard you know you, you just got to know the right people. And, and in one of the chapters I was working on not too long ago, talk about building up your network. Well, you know, hanging out with Jimmy down at the Burger King, well, it doesn't, it's not going to benefit you in terms of you want to get to that million-dollar mark. Which when we talk about net worth and your network, they work hand-in-hand. Hand. If you have a high-value network, chances are you have a high-value net worth. And the opposite could be said is that if you have a low-value network, you most likely have a low-value net worth. Now, there are examples where this is the opposite, but these are um, extraordinary cases of just outliers who bend the rules. And 
as with every rule, there are outliers. And as with every scenario, there are going to be examples that are like, oh, well, what about this guy? Well, yes, of course. But as a rule of thumb, you should take into account that if you're hanging out with very, very high-value people and people who are trying to do better in their life, likely chance is that you will be trying to do the same and you will accomplish similar things. So you need to kind of consider that when you talk about your your network. You need to consider who am I hanging out with now, your inner circle, all of those people. I don't know why I'm kind of delving into my book right now, but whatever. Uh, kind of what I feel like talking about. I can't stand cleaning car detailing rags. That stuff is annoying, especially when it's your wheel-specific rag, because I have a wheel-specific rag that just gets brake dust all over it. I have carbon ceramic brakes, and they produce an extraordinary amount of brake dust. And my pads are also carbon ceramic. I have, I can't remember what I have, but I have carbon ceramic pads at the minimum, and they produce a crazy amount of brake dust. And if you didn't know, brake dust is corrosive, so it can eat away at the finish on your wheels. So if you have a ton of brake dust in your wheels, well, likely chances that your finish on your wheels, if it's paint, it's going to fade or it's going to peel off or turn yellow. It could do a number of different things depending on the finish and the quality, but it it will definitely have an effect. So you need to clean off your brake dust. Well, you have to have a really good cleaner, almost an industrial grade cleaner to get that stuff off uh, to a good degree. And you gotta, you know, wash it down with a rag. You gotta wipe it off. The best thing to do is to take your wheel off the, the car and, you know, literally jack up your car, put it on blocks and wash out the wheels completely and entirely. But that's not always convenient. So you gotta reach in there, get your brush, get in there and kind of wash everything off but you gotta have a brake dust cleaner uh, that can really tackle that incredibly industrial material Um, and when you get it on your rag it's probably not gonna come off so uh, off of the rag so you have to clean your rags every now and then well recently I just cleaned out like 30 of my rags for car washing and boy that's a it's a chore you got to use dish soap and then you got to use industrial cleaner and then you got to use bleach and then you got to like you got to use every material you got and then they still are stained and it makes me worried that there's got dirt in them and stuff that it get on the the uh, car and the finish and all that stuff I just don't want to deal with it um but anyways if you factor in all that stuff that's a, that's a like, two-hour chore to get all those rags cleaned because you've got a process you're hand washing all these rags it's fine but that adds another little thing to your upkeep of your garage and your uh, I guess car washing setup and I, I especially respect the detailers who have setups like that and then they have to clean their rags which To be honest, I think if you're a professional detailer, you use kind of rags that are on the cheaper side, and then you just dispose of them. In my my mind, that would be better because you're you're not wasting money on these rags, um, or you're not wasting time on these rags, because for the 
cost of one detail, you can buy a new pack of rags, or off the profit of one detail, you can buy a new pack of rags. And, you know, with the time it takes to wash all your rags out, well, you can just go get do a new de do another detail and get a new pack. So, the time to, I guess, efficiency kind of deal, is definitely something that you got to keep in mind. And if that's the case with everything, if you know it costs more to get this part uh, online than it would at the junkyard, well, how long is it going to take you at the junkyard, and how long is it going to take you to do this and to get back, to get over there, oh, well, I live right there, and, and I already have the part, it's right here, it's $5 less, like, okay, well, whatever, but you have to factor all these different things when you want to talk about your efficiency in uh, getting, and how that affects your, I guess, production costs, and because there's opportunity cost to everything, you know, that's really what it boils down to, is like, well, I could get a new pack of rags, but I'm wasting time washing rags because I could be doing details. So I should just get the new pack of rags and dispose of my old ones. Whatever. Or you could just set it up to where while you're doing the detail, they're automatically washing. Throw them in some sort of washer that really cleans them very well. Um, I threw them in the laundry machine. Didn't really do it, so I had to hand wash them. Yeah, because it's industrial. It's industrial grade. You're not going to find industrial grade cleaner or washing quality in a you know standard washing machine. I kind of want to talk about velocity, but we've been working on our secretive project now. And as of now, I still cannot announce it. Uh, on the podcast because me and Sam will do the kind of co-hosted podcast where we um, discuss all of the details of the secret project. I am so excited for that. It's not here yet, but I'm so excited for our secret little project we've been working on. It has been such a struggle, but it is so close. And, you know, I've always wanted to LS swap something. I've got this book on my desk, and I've been kind of reviewing it constantly of uh, how to LS swap almost any car, from your Honda Civic to uh, your, you know, your Chevy, uh, Chevrolet Bel Air. I don't like, I don't like Chevy. I don't like it. I don't like it, period. I like Ford. Okay don't like Chevy end of it don't like them at all Ford they have the Ford Focus right I drive a Ford Focus now I did look at a Chevy S10 not too long ago it was older square body um I can't complain about the older trucks because they're borderline the same, all right, other than body style. Right? The, the S10 is the poor man's ranger. Uh, <laughs> <to> the <laughs> it's, it's the poor man's ranger. 
So, <laughs> um, and and the same with all the the C10 is just the poor man's F150, you know. So, <laughs> so that's just that's how I see it. And I can't wait to finish setting up my Christmas decorations. I haven't done that yet. Uh, need to need to get cracking on that. It's it's getting close. It's definitely we're we're getting there. I want to get the tree set up some point soon. Uh, no clue as to where I'll put it, but we'll find a spot and get it there sometime soon. Hopefully, hopefully maybe in the next couple of days. And uh, get cracking on that. Like I said in one of the first episodes, I, I record these around midnight to like 3 in the morning, and normally I'll record like 4 or 5 at them, or maybe 3 or 4 of them at a time. So, it's, uh, you know, with a couple hours difference, but, you know, that's just how it is. I remember we were in Target, and I bumped into into a pack of batteries and I knocked them down and they just broke, fell everywhere. I felt kind of bad, but you know, I didn't at the same time. It's Target. And uh, the manager was like, oh my gosh, uh, I can't. I, I'm so sorry. Some mistakes happen. I'm like, okay. And just kind of ran. What else have we done here recently? What kind of shenanigans have we gotten into? Man, I don't really know. I'm starting to like kind of it's all kind of blending together which is which is kind of a bad sign I guess but it's all it all just kind of gets yeesh but you know you know what happened very tired right now incredibly tired but the show will go on I guess is what we will say it's what we will say is it what we will do uh, who knows but definitely been looking at things from a more long-term oriented point of view these days. Uh, and these days being the past couple months, I've been looking at things from a, uh, a thought process of like a 15 to 30 year plan rather than a three to five year plan. So definitely on that longer term kind of thought process right now. And, uh, it's, it's, it's a different, it's a different mindset, you know? It's not the same as it, as it was. It's, uh, it's a, it's a thought process that kind of just explores a lot more of, I don't really know. It's, you, you find value in little actions more and more. And that might sound a little complicated, and it is a little bit complicated, but it's not too complicated. Every little action that you do today will impact your tomorrow. And what I've found is that by acting in a way constantly and indefinitely that benefits your tomorrow, your future self will thank you. And your future self, well, it is you. You, you will turn into that future self. So my new thought process that I've been thinking with is how can I benefit my future self and how can my future like because I've thought back to my past actions and how I'm like oh dang 
my past self, my dang, I was pretty smart. Well, how can I make my future self think that about my current self? It's it's a weird process because you're like, well, you're all the same person. Huh. Yeah, but we're all different because you're not the same person you were 10 years ago, were you? I don't think so. Will you be the same person you are today in 10 years? No, you have character development. You have actions that change you. You have events in your life that happen, you know? Things that set you on different courses. And then if you if you have a strong, level-headed mind, you can kind of control that you your mindset the entire time. Your mindset is the thing that puts you on the trail of just absolute, just either good or bad. You know, it's never an in-between. You have to be the one to control how you think. You can't think, okay, how can we have fun today and then expect good stuff to happen tomorrow? You have to be thinking, how can we make good stuff happen tomorrow? It's a very future, uh, is it futurist? It might just be, it's a future-oriented mindset. It's just how can I benefit myself in the future? And there's a number of different things that have been flowing through my head idea-wise here recently. Um, Most of them for velocity, some of them for different ventures that I intend to explore in the future. Um... In terms of real estate, one of the things I just want to own one day is definitely a golf course. That's one of the best just owner-operator businesses you can be in. The network you can build owning a golf course is ridiculous. You can you can rule the world from a golf course because you have all the people who rule the world in a golf course. So if you control all of the... and And obviously this isn't like, oh, you should totally become evil. But it's like more of a, a an analogy or a metaphor, I guess. I don't maybe, I don't really know. But if you have all of the people, the smartest people and the strongest people and most powerful people in a room together, and they're all kind of under your influence, what are you? Well, you're the most powerful person in the world because you've got all the most powerful people right there with you, and that's the power of networking. You know. How can you use your network? And I think that's just one of the most beautiful things in wealth building today. I know I've talked a lot about my book and all that stuff the past couple episodes because it's it's definitely it's going to be a resource that I think a lot of people that are young that don't think it's possible can use to just explore opportunities. You know, nothing is impossible. If you know the manager at a Papa John's, you have an opportunity. You know, if you know somebody who is a member of a country club, you have the opportunity to do a number of different things. You can go work at the country club, build up a network, find a, a CEO or find an executive and become their assistant. Then you're in the company, and then you can go get approved for a loan, buy a company, buy this, buy property, buy rental income. You know, you've got all these different opportunities. And a lot of people just don't want to explore them. They don't want to acknowledge that it is possible. It's doable. It's not It's not outlandish. And a lot of people today, obviously, 
in in our generation, and I say ours, I mean Gen Z, they make excuses for how they will never own a home. If you never own a home in your life, that is your problem. Okay, don't you must be accountable for that problem now. There are corporations like BlackRock that want to prevent you from owning a home. You cannot let that stop you, okay? You can't. There's plenty of homes out there still. There's plenty of land you can build on. If you want to use BlackRock as an excuse to why you'll never own a home, that's your problem. That's your fault. Take accountability and do it. Go own the house. Go get the mortgage. Go get it, right? A lot of people are like, well, mortgage rates are crazy right now. Okay, well, then wait. But don't say you'll never own a home because, fine, you'll never own a home. I'll own yours. He'll own yours. You'll rent to us. You know, the, that's the real answer. The people who see it and the people who are willing to go after it will be the ones who benefit. The people who sit back and they fall back in their chair and they say, well, I'm done. I can never get it. I can't accomplish what they did. Well, the only reason that we're here and the only reason that we've accomplished or will accomplish what we will or have is that we just see it. It's not as it's not as complicated as you think. It literally is. Oh, well, if we explore different options, there's probably an option that will work because how did these guys do it? How did these guys do it? Okay, well then let's just go do what they do. Literally, like literally. It's not impossible to own real estate. It's not impossible to own rental income. It's not impossible to own a business. It's not impossible to do any of these things. It's not impossible for you to develop the product or idea that you have in your mind. Okay, It's not impossible. The only thing that makes it impossible is your excuses to doing it. And, you know, just the, your fear of failure, you know. And a lot of people, well... Well, I'm living paycheck to paycheck. Listen, man, you're going to have to find ways to either increase your income, income, decrease your spending, saving more, doing more, okay? You have to find something. Increase your network, build your network on the side. It's your network is borderline your net worth, borderline I don't entirely agree with that, but you can pretty much use your network to build your net worth. So if you can go out there to the golf course, build your network, uh, find somebody with a business for sale, finance it, owner finance it, convince them to owner finance it, put minimum down to none down, and then you have a multi-million dollar business depending on the size of it. You, it could be anywhere from half a million to multi-million, right? And then boom, you've you've done it, okay? And yeah, you got to pay the owner, you got to finance, whatever. It doesn't matter. You have done the thing that you said you couldn't. And if you want to build the business yourself, good, go and do it. There's no reason that you can't today. In today's world, there's financing options, investor options. There's all of these fundraising options. You can do it. All you got to do is put your mind to it and go out there and find the way to do it. Um, initially, it's going to think it's going to seem outlandish. And it's going to seem outlandish to everybody you tell it to. Okay? If you go and you tell somebody in today's world, 
let's just let's throw this example out of here. You're 18, you're 17, you want to go buy a business, you want to go get a million dollar loan to buy a, a, a restaurant, right, that's been in business for 20 years, been profitable for 20 years, and has perfect track record, record great location, amazing traffic, everything. People will laugh at you. Not because it's a bad investment, rather because they see that you will probably do good at it. And that they don't think it's possible for someone that young can to be successful, right? A lot of people will hate on you for that. They say up front, yeah, I hope you do good. And then once you do good, they hate. It's the most backwards thing. So you just have to keep in your mind that this is possible. I can do this because you've already found it out. You've already found the way. You need to find the legal loopholes you'll have to jump through, and there will be. There is no legit, like, just straightforward template to filling this out. You will have to use the law to your advantage, and you will have to use it a lot. But if you do it and you do it correctly, it's 100% worth it. And you can't let anybody take it away from you. But I'm thinking with that, that's going to be episode 10. I hope you enjoyed my little rant. I kind of got a little passionate there. But it's true. So I hope you've enjoyed episode 10. I hope you've enjoyed the entire season so far. And I hope uh, this ends up lasting a whole lot longer than just 11 episodes. (laughs) 